You're catching up with a friend at your favorite dessert shop and energetically dissecting the latest episode of that show that you both love. After a few moments, the topic expires and the conversation fades to silence. Your friend looks at you with a bit of hesitation and tells you she and her boyfriend have been struggling again. Your ears perk up and now you're on alert. And as she's talking, you know you should be listening, but your brain is fixated on exactly how you should respond. Do you validate her feelings again and lean into listening to her issue? Or do you throw out a few ideas of things that could actually help? It seems to be the age-old question in female friendships, and many of us have learned from experience that we better choose wisely. This issue prompted a lot of discussion in the comment section of one of my most recent TikTok videos. I want you to go check it out for yourself. I'm on TikTok at The Friendship Expert. I'm always eager to hear your opinions. On this particular video, I stitched a video by a young woman who was essentially saying that if her friends come to her to vent, she's going to offer solutions because she's, quote, not emotional. Well, I had thoughts and I shared them and some women agreed. Some added a few suggestions of their own in the comment section, which were great. And others shared in all caps why they utterly disagreed with me (laughs) with more than half a million views. It seems that this is a hot topic. So let's unpack it more fully here. Now, by the end of this episode, you'll learn the consequences of offering the wrong thing at the wrong time, how to know when to do which, And I'll also provide a few scripts for validation when your friend wants to be heard, and then a technique for pivoting when she's complained about the same thing 100 times, including a personal story about my own problematic behavior that I've never shared before, and maybe you can relate (laughs) and validate me. (laughs) So if you're ready to finally take the guesswork out of how to best show up for your friend when she's venting, then let's get started. This is Friend Forward, the podcast. And if you're having girl problems, I got you. I'm your host, Danielle Byer Jackson, a friendship coach, speaker, and author. And when it comes to the joys, complexities, and misconceptions surrounding female friendship, I am here to help you through it. Let's begin with me telling you what my response was to that TikTok video that I stitched with the woman who said she refuses to listen to her friends when they vent. I made a point about connection. When we get caught up in which response is right, listening or offering solutions, we've overlooked the central issue, connection. Let me explain. If your friend launches into a speech about how awful her boss is, or how thoughtless her man is being, or how her family is just so close-minded. She wants to get this off her chest. She's processing things aloud. She's searching for a listening ear. Personally, I don't know how many tirades I've ended with. I mean, am I the crazy one? And I wanted, through the retelling of my situation, to journey through it with her. I wanted companionship as I sat with my feelings of maybe hopelessness or sadness or shame or whatever it may be. I wanted to share space. Here's the thing. According to multiple research studies that focus on gender preferences in friendship, the number one quality that women are searching for in their same-sex platonic relationships is emotional support. Number one across multiple studies. So we're not just talking about one study conducted with 20 teenagers in the 80s, right? We're talking about the here and now confirmed multiple times. Now, I shouldn't have to say this because I I want us to start receiving my little research tidbits, you know, with this note in mind. But 
No, it doesn't apply to all women all the time. Yet it does point to a pattern that we can use to inform the decisions that we make. That's what research, in my opinion, is good for. Okay, so how do we apply that data to our real lives? First, you have to acknowledge that emotional support looks different for everyone. So while we might share that value in our friendships as women, the tangible illustration of what that looks like will not be the same from person to person. So this means that your job as a friend is to uncover what it looks like for her. What does she need to feel supported? If your response to that is, well, when I'm with friends and they vent, I do this. And that's just how I am. That's how I respond. So that's what they're going to get. I understand that. But a part of your job as a friend is to learn what she needs and prefers. And if you are able, offer that to her. I, I, I think I was especially reactive to that original video that I saw on TikTok because it was so um, firm and inflexible and unapologetic. Well, I'm not going to, you know, uh, validate my friends if they're venting. You're going to get solutions. That's what you're going to get because I'm not emotional. So I do get that. And I understand that to some extent we know ourselves and we know how we tend to operate and we're informing our friends, hey, this is my style. But at some point, friendship itself is about bending, accommodating, compromise, connection. And even though my default might be to solve, if that's not what she's looking for in the moment, I've missed the mark. When struggling to determine knowing which one she needs, the good news is that you don't have to guess. Try asking in a genuine and gentle way what she needs before you launch into validating questions or firm solutions. And it doesn't have to feel formal or stiff or awkward as if you're like conducting a survey, you know, well, what would you like? Validation or, you know, solutions. Try something like, oh, man, that sounds really hard. Well, do you want to just like vent right now and and get it out? Or do you want to figure out ways to like solve this? That's it. And then she's like, I'm just, I'm just venting just, okay. And then you jump into some validating questions, which we'll share in a moment. Okay. It can be smooth, very matter of fact, and then you move forward. Here's the, the issue with offering solutions when she's looking for just a listening ear. Sharing is her attempt at connection. The conversation itself is what she wants. So if you offer a solution when she wants conversation, solutions end the conversation and by extension end her attempts at connecting with you. This is why, and I know I'm generalizing here, this is why so many women get upset at their uh, male counterparts because we're talking about something that happened at work and they're like, well, then just stop talking to her or we'll then get a new job. And it's like, oh, okay, conversation's over. You may think you hear me advising you to never offer solutions. That's not what I'm saying. The more important issue is discovering and then delivering what she's looking for. But we do need to talk about how to offer solutions. We'll do that in a second. Before we do, let me offer you three sample validating statements. Now, my full list of 10 validation statements, it's a little cheat sheet I've developed that will be available in our new Friend Forward library, which I've designed for listeners who find themselves wanting more. So, you know, these episodes are like 15 to 20 minutes. They're short and sweet. But for the one who's listening and is like, I want to be intentional about uh, improving my friendships, creating more satisfying friendships, being more emotionally competent. Um, This is for you. So I've reserved that library for those who are interested. The price does increase on May 1st. So I I really applaud those of you who are jumping in now. Okay. For the full sheet of validating responses, you'll get that there. But for now, let me share two 
really easy ones. Okay. Uh, and by the way, and you can access that at betterfemalefriendships.com slash library. That's betterfemalefriendships.com slash library for all the extension resources um, after these episodes end. But let me give you two validating statements that you can use right now. So let's say she's venting, venting, venting about her man who's so problematic, yada, yada, yada. The first thing you can do if you're like, okay, I do want to emotionally support her, but I'm not sure how to convey that I want to support her is to repeat her feelings with synonyms. Okay, for how she's feeling or to make observations, attach emotional words to what you see. Okay, but you're going to verbalize emotion words. So for example, if she's like, oh, I just can't believe that he said that to me. You know, you're going to say, oh, who does that? I know that's so frustrating. Okay, if she's like, God, I'm so pissed right now. It's oh, God, I would be upset too. Okay, so you're saying back to her. And again, this is for those of us who are like, I have no idea how to do this. You're saying back to her what it is she's saying, but you're just creating synonyms for it when you regurgitate it back, right? So she says, God, I'm in such disbelief. Like, I can't believe that. Then you're like, yeah, like who says that? That's unbelievable, right? She says, I'm so upset. God, I'd be angry too. That's so annoying, okay? The second thing that you can do to try to validate is sprinkle that in with some who, what, where, when, why questions. So if she's telling you, you can question her for more information and prompt her for details, which she'll probably gladly offer as she works to process. So saying, wait a second, when did this happen? Or wait, so where, where was this going down? Like, where were y'all having this conversation? Okay. But how did she say it? How did he say it? You know, why do you think that he had the confidence to say something like that to you? Like, what was he thinking? Okay. So of this whole situation, what's like, what's weighing on you the most? Okay, so I'm asking like who, what, where, when, why questions to prompt for more details. So you're either conveying emotional support by repeating to her how she feels with synonyms, right? Or you can prompt her for details with who, what, where, when, why questions, right? That's me showing I'm engaged. I support you. I'm right there with you. I want to keep up this connecting conversation, but I'm not necessarily offering you solutions and telling you what you need to do. The danger about offering the wrong thing as well is we unintentionally frame her as the student, the child, or the mentee when we offer solutions. Again, I know your intention may not be to do that, but if you're telling her what to do, the meta message there is that she is incapable of constructing her own solutions. Now, let's say that she does want solutions. She's talking to you because she'd like a little help calculating what to do. Well, I could teach you how to question her like a coach because I feel like that's more effective than telling her what to do. And it's it's so cool because I actually learned how to construct meaningful questions for students that lead to critical thinking when I first became a high school teacher 12 years ago and then I became an academic chair so I was going around the county teaching other teachers how to you know pose these thought-provoking questions and it's cool because now I get to use these same questioning strategies and techniques with clients today and it's always really fruitful it's it's so good and I have a coaching session that I want to share with you in the coming weeks so you can kind of get a behind the scenes of what that looks like right I could quite literally teach you a whole lesson on how to ask prompting questions for your friend to help her get to solutions but I'll just give you this I know that you're going to want to tell her what to do and in some instances it might be totally appropriate to give her a firm directive But you'll also want her to own her choices, right? And how many times have you given advice and then she doesn't take it and you feel frustrated with her that she didn't do what you told her, even though she doesn't really have to, but it feels like a form of rejection anyway, so you take it personally, 
Okay, let me pause. If you're hopping out of your chair right now, like, yes, that happens all the time. I have an old episode that's actually exactly from two years ago today titled Four Reasons She Didn't Take Your Advice. So go listen to that episode, right? So that's the the thing you have to be careful about with offering solutions. But if she does want solutions, instead of telling her exactly what she needs to do, you want to give her some thoughtful questioning that will lead to solutions. It's just you're not specifically telling her what to do. You tell her, all right, well, let's walk through your options because this can go a couple different ways. This helps her process and more mechanically, more technically and logically look through the things that she can do, weighing pros and cons without you telling her what to do. And you're going to want to make sure that you you focus on the aspects of the situation that she can control. Now, I'll leave it up to you to determine what your threshold is and how often you want to allow yourself to do this. Maybe it's once, maybe it's 10 times. For my people pleasers, there is no threshold. <laughs> you will listen as many times as she requests while secretly resenting the fact that it took up so much of your day, right? Okay. So what do you do when you do get to the point where you've tried to connect, you've listened, you've validated, but you at this point don't have the emotional or mental capacity to keep doing it? I have two responses for you. I'm going to offer you two strategies now, but again, the fullest of five responses will be in the friend forward library. Some scripts you can keep in your back pocket for when this happens to you. Okay. So the first thing you can do is gently nudge her to take ownership and I'll walk you through what that looks like or two, telegraph your dilemma. So the first is nudging her to take ownership. So let's say she's venting, 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 popping off about her man and how trifling he is. Okay, right. You've heard this a hundred times. So what you're going to do is you're going to say something to the effect of, gosh, yeah, this sounds really tough. And I know you've been going through this for like a while now, but I hate seeing you like this. So just, I mean, what are you going to do so that you can stop feeling this way? You have to say it gently. If you, you know, tone matters here now. So if you say to her something like, okay, so what are you going to do to stop feeling this way? Like, what are you going to do, right? With exasperation, right? That That's going to be received differently, but it's, you know, validating. Yeah, this is really hard. This has been going on for a while. I hate seeing you this way. You know, what are you going to do so you can stop feeling like this? And you're asking her, girl, what are you going to do to take action without you having to take on the mental labor of figuring it out for her and also kind of signaling to her that it's time to stop with the incessant uh, venting, okay? The second option is to telegraph your dilemma. So if you feel torn because you're like, I mean, I want to help her, but I'm over it, say so. So you might say something to the effect of, gosh, well, I got to be honest with you. I feel torn because I want to support you through this emotionally, but I mean, I want to see things change too. So at this point, do you think it might be best to, to talk to somebody else who could probably support you better than I can? That way I'm in a nice way letting her know, I don't know how to respond to you anymore. And maybe you should talk to somebody who can actually help. Let me tell you, the, the tone is important, even though she definitely needs to hear this truth. There was one year in college, I think it was my first year in school at the University of Florida, go Gators, okay? And I had three roommates. And I was sort of kind of dating the guy down the hall. <laughs> it was a co-ed dorm. So many problems. And we were so up and down, back and forth. And whenever things were good, I'm telling my friends about how great he is. Whenever he's doing something that's so ridiculous, I'm telling them how ridiculous it is. And they did me the service of listening the first couple times. But then they were over it. And I could tell 
But even though they were over me, dragging them up and down on this emotional roller coaster with me, they still listened until one day where I went and told my roommate, and I don't think she listens, so (laughs) I doubt she listens to this show. I remember telling her for like the hundredth time, um, something crazy that he did, right? And she said to me, you know what, Danielle, like, I don't want to hear it anymore. I don't want to hear it anymore. Like it's, you guys are up and then you're down. Like, don't tell me anything else. And God, even as I retell this to you now, like I'm closing my eyes, I can picture her face and I can picture like, (laughs) it's stirring up. It's stirring up those feelings of like anger again. I felt so offended. Um, And then of course we have that thing of like, oh my God, you're my friend. So you should have no threshold. You should have no limits, right? You should listen to me as long as I want you to. Um, Obviously at this point in my life, you know, thank God for growth. Amen. Hallelujah. Okay. At this point, I understand where she was coming from. The The tone and delivery made it harder for me to receive her message, but she was absolutely right. And even though friends offer us the benefit of a listening ear, at some point we have to think, okay, am I pushing my friend past her capacity? Am I um, taking her without her permission up and down this emotional roller coaster. You know, one day he'd be buying me a pair of Nikes and I'm like, Oh my God, he's so amazing. And then the next day he's saying crazy things to me. Like, I know I'm digressing here, but gosh, it's so insane. Okay. One day I was like telling him about how I was considering going into acting because I took like one intro to acting class in college. Now I'm like, Oh my God, this needs to be my life. And I told him like, oh my gosh, maybe I should go into acting. Maybe I could go into some auditions. And he said to me, I mean, you're not attractive enough to be like the main character probably. Uh, but you could probably be like the main character's best friend for sure. <laughs> and I see your res- that response you're having right now. Yeah, that was me, right? But then like the next day he'd buy me like, you know, a new pair of jeans. And I'm like, oh my gosh, ridiculous. That was not okay. I'm taking my friends, my roommates up and down on this journey and they didn't deserve that. So at some point when it is a hundredth time, we do have to determine, I want to support my friend and this is true, but she's putting me in the position where I now have to compromise my mental and emotional um, safety, comfort, and endurance. So as your new official friendship coach, here's your homework. Listen closely. I want you to consider what your default response tends to be when a friend launches into some kind of venting tirade. Do you go into validating automatically? Do you go into solution mode automatically? Whichever one it is, because it's just very natural to you, I want you the next time this happens to force yourself to pause. Because I think we're so eager to show support with one of those two responses. I want you to force yourself to pause. And I want you to pull from your back pocket the phrase. So let me just ask, do you want to just kind of like vent and get it out right now? Or do you want me to kind of help you figure out some ways through this? Until then, you know that I'll be right here rooting for you always on your ongoing journey toward better female friendships. Until next time. (music) 